Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Drea, and today we're gonna bring some sensuality to the mic Ooh. in our second whiskey and wine session with Brandon Alexander from New Age Gents. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's now, talk about with, with that being at, said, if oh. you got any kiddos around, you may want to put them to bed or put the quality earmuffs on. It might be time. <laughs> and away. <laughs> so, Brandon. Danielle, I love sex. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Right? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Am I sure. right? Yeah. Listen, who doesn't love a little quality session of rolling around? It's it's awesome. I mean, listen, a little Sade, some roses, some chocolate set the mood right. You <laughs> oh. know what I'm saying? Okay, and that's our show. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We're going to give you a little bit more than that. Today, we're digging a little bit deeper than what you may normally hear about sex. At least we hope so. Because you can pick up any old Cosmos magazine to learn what gets your guy going all hot and bothered. You know? yeah. So we're not going to learn the 12 ways to make your uh, absolutely, guy. We're going to skip absolutely that today. No, no, no tutorials here. Okay. Zero all tutorials. Right. All right. Well, this is not that because we are not that kind of show. <laughs> not at least this time around. Mm-hmm. But we did bring in some additional reinforcements to properly represent the testosterone persuasion. We're very excited. Mm -hmm. So join us in introducing Mark Cunningham. You guys may already know him from our fifth episode of Spin the Bottle, which is the one about holding and folding. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark. What's going on? Thanks for having me back. It's always welcome uh, back. We are glad to have you. So yeah, I'm just uh. Just enjoying the Cali life. Um, I am pursuing a career of an entrepreneur and, you know, still putting my my daily hustle in on other areas. But, yeah, I'm a bachelor living in L.A., pursuing a dream. And, you know, it's all, it's all worth it. It's <sighs> all worth it. I'm glad you're here today. It's going to be great to hear you my and man. Brandon sort of <laughs> Listen, banter. I'm not That's alone. right. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I got one. So while you're listening, hopefully you can do a little self-inventory on what you believe to be true about sex. And why you think the way you do, uh, what role it plays in your relationship with you and with your partner. Emphasis on you. Ooh, self-inventory, my fave. I knew you would love that. <laughs> and, and I have a perfect word of the day for this episode. Brandon, mm-hmm. since you are our partner in crime for the yeah. next four sessions, yep. why don't you do the honors today? So... Are y'all ready for this? <laughs> Today's word of the day is arresting. Arresting is an adjective that means extraordinarily noticeable, striking, or impressive. In other words, the way she smiled at me was particularly arresting for a minute, and I lost my train of thought. Mm. Or, for the Fifty Shades of Grey lovers out there, my inner goddess was stunned by his arresting stare. She leapt for joy. Yeah, that felt very erotica. (laughs) (laughs) I felt it. Okay, guys, I guess it's time to spin that bottle. Drea, are you ready? I am more than ready. Let's do it. Fantastic. Now, guys, normally we have new topics on the wheel every episode, but since we're doing one spin this time, we decided to keep the wheel the same for wine and whiskey. In our last episode, the bottle landed on black cinema. Yes, it landed on... Black cinema, we talked about Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, all mm. day. But it's coming out in February, not in summer, so just so we're clear. Come on now. Drea. Come on February, now. Let us have our moment. I need it. enough. Black I cinema excellence is upon us. Okay. Here are the categories for the week. Do-over. Things we would do if we had another chance. Unsolicited relationship advice, because what's the point of having a podcast if you don't need to dish out some advice every now and then? currently crushing a survey of things that are currently giving us all the feels for nostalgia's sake thinking about the good old days and i feel a way you know because sometimes we take umbrage with things and it's really therapeutic to share i like therapy (laughs) all right let's spin it unsolicited relationship advice i'm gonna get there I'm going to be able to hop in on the Yeah, on the you might. Next you're going to find it. I'm going to find the rhythm. Right. It's a dance, my friend. It's it a dance. Is. We've been in this for a year, so. Come on now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. What sort of advice do you have 
for someone who hasn't asked for it <laughs> about relationships or have you ever received some unsolicited relationship advice that was good or bad I mean, I'll tackle this one first. Um, so so mine is for the fellas out there. I have another man here with me, a gentleman here with me, a nice guy with me. Um, that's a little plug for him. <laughs> um, don't expect sex. And that's mine. Mine is... Okay. I'm going to get in there. All right. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to stretch this out for you. I want to challenge y'all. I want to challenge y'all a little bit to, to think about the way you go about sex and how you approach sex in your relationship, whether you're you're dating or you're married. I've heard from both sides of the coin the way people feel about it or the way women feel about it. And some women feel about it, not all women, but some women feel about it is just because you did x y and z does not guarantee you sex at the end of the night or any time during the day it's not you're not you're not putting in coins to cash out right mm. so don't don't buy me roses and do the nice dinner and then if i don't give you sex now you feel like you did it for nothing if you're gonna give me love give me love because you love me not to get something and vice versa it's like just thinking because she's your girlfriend, her body is yours, and whatever you want to happen is gonna happen. For your wife? It, for the and your wife, okay. it's her choice. She's a person with emotions. At the end of the day, sure, yeah, I'm with you. I concur, by the way, and I, I, I appreciate the. I think that's a wonderful plug and a notable thing. I do. Um, I think it's really interesting that. A lot of times when we're talking about women and sex, though, and I don't know if maybe I heard you wrong, but mm-hmm. um, of course, you don't get roses and then just expect sex. Like it's never right. do what you do because you're doing it you're doing out of the it. kindness of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do notice there's something interesting about the fact that a lot of times women aren't allowed to um, have room and grace for their own sexuality. And a lot of times it seems like it's OK. Men always want the sex and women are always the ones being chased or women are always the ones who are, I have a headache. Oh God, he's just always (laughs) so on it. And we have our own sexuality and we have our own desires. And sometimes we may be the aggressors and like we have a very colorful and active sex life and sex drive and many things outside of, of you guys simply soliciting it for us and us begrudgingly putting out. Mm -hmm. Right. Women are people too. Right. I think no one, male or female should just go into a relationship expecting because you you do this mm-hmm. a plus b equals c like that doesn't always yeah. work like that and since we are talking about sex i do feel like women can say no and they can fully not if they don't want to have sex then it's totally fine and if men aren't you know a, we, can we kind no. of expect <laughs> they can say no <laughs> and not be seen as like a man who just maybe oh maybe he's gay oh maybe he you know like it, all it, this stuff yeah. starts to happen just because i don't want sex because we all look at men and say that's all they think about yeah. sex and eating mm-hmm. like that's and that's a stereotype it's not really fair um sex and chicken wings. money sex yeah. and chicken wings. i just feel so bad because i'm like i'm literally just in alignment with that stereotype right now like she says sex and chicken wings and i was like hmm. that would be so good <laughs> that would be so bomb well, i mean that just sounds good so to anybody so bomb <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't like. When, when do the chicken? Is it better to have the chicken wings after? Because you could be talking and laughing. Listen, Definitely we're not gonna after. get into it. Listen, but either Mark. way, see, <laughs> either way, single or married, you do like sex begins way before. Come on, the actual act. Absolutely, yeah. And so, if you can become adept at that, then you know that it's not gonna be just. You know, just because you take me out to dinner, mm-hmm. just because you buy me this nice pair of shoes, mm-hmm. you're not cues. talk Read the cues. Yeah, yeah. you should like, never be get shocked. to know me. <laughs> you should never right. be shocked. Right? Like that what? You don't want to have are. sex? Right. Like if you pay attention, I think body cues and cues, period, are just talking both about ways it. around or talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Give you a pretty good indicator, you that's know, true. about where mm-hmm. the person's at. Check your um, expectations. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, I've you know as I've matured and gotten older myself, I think it's it's no rules when it you know when it comes down to it like i mean i think when you enter i'm not married but from what i understand from my married friends it's like that's a whole different world Mm -hmm. but being single as a bachelor it's like as long as you're not doing anything to compromise that person or make that person feel like you're sexually advancing you know towards her in a way that she's where it's unwanted yeah i think it's like anything is fair game like i used to think like oh i have to go and 
do X, Y, and Z and wait 90 days, 100 days. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, man day said 100 days. That sounds 100 so days? <laughs> Sometimes, it, like, in the past, it's happened, like, within a week. Sometimes it's been, like, two days. And the crazy thing is a lot of advice out there says, like, okay, the man won't respect you. And it's like, I don't think it's so much when you give it up. I think it's, like, how you give it up. It's, like, mm. if, it's a, if it's a vibe, if it's a connection there and it's chemistry... Like, I do believe in those times where you meet people and it's just like, man, I feel like I've known you for, for right. years and you just mm-hmm. feel comfortable with them. It's right. just like everything is hitting and it happens. So, yeah, I don't know. You, to each his own, though. I mean, I just say, like, <laughs> go your own path and see what works for you. But I don't I don't think there's any rules. It's just like just get in there and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Take the risk. Take, Take the risk. risk. Safe risk. Safe risk. <laughs> Always safe. <laughs> We have all been waiting on this moment to arrive, right? Right mm-hmm. for the last what five minutes. <laughs> yep. So let's dig into this still somehow taboo and controversial topic. We all want to have sex, all want to have great sex, unless you're asexual, and you know that's just fact. We want to know how to ask for it, how to be connected, how to climax, how to please our partners. Like there's so many things. I want to open up our discussion today with a question about our current relationship with sex. How do you think about sex? What do you what do you feel about it? Like, how do you relate to sex these days? These days, I feel like, I mean, I definitely want to, uh, like anyone one that I have sex with, I, I've typically never been like the guy who just kind of has like casual sex, like one night stands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's always um, a woman that I've been seeing, you know, for some time, like we have some type of rapport going. Um, and the last time I kind of just did like the, the wing it type of thing where it just happened out of nowhere. I, I really left feeling empty. Like, dang, why did I do that? And mm-hmm. it was just a weird feeling, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm not up here saying like, I'm, you know, like sustaining from sex or anything, but I think it is something that, uh, that I want to, I want it to still have meaning. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to just yeah. be like, all right, like, you know, come over. Let me, let me, not let me tap casual. that. Let me tap that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, reverent. Yeah, I'm 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 all for like it it's still meaning something and you know putting in the effort to to make sure everyone is satisfied and mm-hmm. you know doing all the stuff that that cuz I feel like nowadays it's kind of just like no one really cares anymore it's just like it happens move on on to the next one and stuff so Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I will, I, I will go next. Um so my relationship with sex right now if I just had to say one word I think it's healthy. Um, And by that, I mean, um, I don't have the shame and guilt and fear and like there's a a lot of times you can take on a lot of really negative things um, that are attributed to like you and your desire for sex, your sexuality, walking that out, what that looks like, um, kind of your your own understanding of what it is like all of us are fed so much information about sure. what sex is yeah. why you have sex how you have sex yeah how you use sex and all of these things and so i finally have gotten to a place for myself where i'm comfortable in my skin in my body with the decisions that i'm making for myself sexually and i feel that they're healthy decisions mm-hmm. so yeah it's been a journey mm. we're taught so many things especially as women it's like you don't do it too <laughs> soon or you need there's just so many there's things. a lot of pressure it's so there's regulated of, yeah it's, it's so regulated. Super regulated yeah and where there's a lot of grace a lot of times for men it's just you know like we talked about those stereotypes where it's like oh he's just so horny and sex is on the mind all the time yeah. if you happen to be a woman who likes sex or who thinks about you know what i mean who also yeah. has a you know desire sex and you know it's kind of like there's almost like a shame that's mm. that's put on yeah so i think that i'm in a place with my sexuality that is it's um, it's comfortable. There's a lot of communication happening between me and my partner. Mm. And so it just feels great. It feels good to not have to feel boxed in. I've always approached sex in a way that's like when I have a partner, um, it was always supposed to mean something to me. And even though, um, even though I didn't have a lot of sex before I got married or any sex before I got married, I was so excited to like grow with somebody else. And so like, that's something that I've always just been excited about. And just like, I've just felt fairly free about doing. Um, So I don't know for me, it's just like, 
I guess a better word would just be like freedom. I feel like really great freedom with sex and just um, I don't feel like I have to box myself in. Yeah. You know, I feel like I can like explore a little bit. I have a very loving partner. Um, it's cool. Awesome. Awesome. My current relationship with sex is really I mean, I'm piggybacking off Mark here is it's integrity. And that's what I kept hearing in his is, you know, you if you don't have that connection and you know that it's not there. You just have to listen to your integrity and say, okay, this ain't for me. I'm not going to lay with you. I'm not going to give you this energy. I'm not going to give you this time. This is for somebody that I want to share this with. So for me, my current relationship is with like, I have to listen to my integrity and my gut and trust. Like either it's this person or it's not this person. Cool. Bet. Done. So that's, that's where I'm at right now with it. What are your beliefs about, about sex and relationships? And do you have any set rules? And then if you do, like, why do those rules exist? Clearly he said there's no rules. Yeah. Mark yeah, already Mark said, said Mark no already shut this question down Mark was question. like um, No <laughs> rules No um, rules Next question please So <laughs> I think For me personally One of the reasons I'm kind of with Mark On the no rules But more so I'm less concerned about If you're having sex Or if you're not having sex Right sure. These are all Personal decisions And convictions That people make On an individual basis My concern is Why are you Or why aren't you Having sex Because I think You can make Dysfunctional decisions Both ways Right right? Based on your beliefs Your you know Things that have been Put inside of you From you know Youth ideas um, Preconceptions So it's So really Mine is My question is always Okay If you're abstaining Why are you abstaining Mm -hmm. If you are having sex Why are you having sex Mm-hmm. And just it being a healthy decision, because sure. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in like the tertiary, I'm celibate and I'm not, or I am. And we don't really take the time to think about our relationship with our own sexuality and the beliefs and the things that we know or don't know about sex. And I think that's the bigger and deeper work. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, that's so. a lot. Of, that's a lot of work to do about. But I feel like it's important enough because sex is definitely a part of our identity and it's very challenging. I know being a single person to just be told, okay, you can't have sex until you're married and don't just have sex with the very, very first person you meet. And you know, there's all, you guys have a ton of rules and these are rules that I follow. It would, I wish I had answered the question before a little bit differently because what I thought about sex in the beginning, like when I wasn't having sex was very, it was very restricted. Yeah. It's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And if I do that, they're going to think I'm this. And then all the, all the ancillary things that go with sex, like the way I dress and the way I carry myself, yeah. like all that. Yeah. So for me to have to think about, as I look at relationships where there's like single strong women and, and men, and then I look at married women and men. And I think, Honestly, the basis of sex should be just trust. And if you can trust somebody, like, because trusting somebody with your body is like a huge and vulnerable thing. Sure. Uh, because it's attached to so much emotion. Um, there's no way that you can, like, I don't know. I just, I've always just felt uncomfortable with the thought of, like, casual sex because it's just like I really don't know you (laughs) in any way and yes this feels nice but also I'm still thinking about how I don't know you and that's that's maybe that's a personality thing um but for me it's like once that trust has been established there are no like you can't do this and you can't do that but when I decided when I did decide to have sex I it was completely because I felt like I trusted this person Mm -hmm. and Mm-hmm. I trusted him not just with my body, but with my emotions. Sure. So yeah. like you trust sure. somebody with your heart and maybe I'm putting too much thought into it. I think there will be some people that say that's just way too much thought, but I honestly believe that that's just so significant. Like yeah. that would be the ultimate rule to me. Like if I had, um, if I had a daughter mm-hmm. or yeah. a son, yeah. that's what I would start with. I was like, how do you, do you trust them? Can you, is this someone that you could tell like, your secrets to that you trust them with your heart do you call them a friend that's mm. what i would say. i mean i think the key to what you're saying is and this kind of goes to what i'm about to say but intention is key and is that person's are their actions aligning with their intention because i think you can earn someone's trust but not know their intentions mm. i know how to make you feel safe and secure but my intentions are really just because i know i can get what i want from you like i know this because i've played this game for so long and somebody that's been on both sides of the track who is 
you know, I know what it means to be a gentleman, but I know what it means to be a savage is I know how to build that trust, but I don't, my intention isn't to take it further than this. I don't want to marry you. I don't want to get in a relationship with you. We have a good time together yeah. in the moment, the temporary, mm-hmm. but you might feel like, man, this, this guy's like really got my back and he's like really here for me. And then once I'm on to the next one, now you feel like, well, dang, I trusted him and he gave me. I mean, I gave my body to him and you know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying. And it, it did make me think for a second when you were like, oh, the intention. But that's not my responsibility. That's true. My what responsibility is not to just figure out your intentions. My responsibility is to know, do I trust you? That right. is, that could just mean, do I right. trust you enough to t- when you say that you're going to use a condom or when you say that you had a test, do I trust you enough to continue? And maybe sure. all all our relationship is for that moment is a sexual experience. experience. Sure. But if for me, because because of who I am, because right. that, that was completely like this is my experience. I can only speak from that. Sure. Is that my experience was an emotional one. And it was one that was just like, I need yeah. that person to be a friend to me. Sure. But yeah, like people disappoint you all the time. One thousand percent. Yeah. So I'm not and I'm not trying to come at you like, oh, but what about this? But it did. I was like for a moment. I was like, oh, man, that's so true. Like intention is incredible. But I would never, I can never be responsible for somebody else's intention. Like you can't be responsible. It is basis by basis and, and individual by individual. Particularly I just think, if you're doing something willingly knowing that you're being manipulative. Yeah. That's hard to, do you to, know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. That'll come out in the wash at some point. Right. right? You follow right. what I'm saying? Yeah. At some point that will come out in the wash. But if you're doing all the things that mm-hmm. someone would normally do, Sure. To garner someone's trust. And sure. Do you know what I'm saying? I, th- I just think sometimes no one has, sometimes people are afraid to have the conversation of what, what do you, what do you want from this? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's what exactly. I'm saying. That's, like that's, that's okay. the, to sit okay, that yes. on, that's because an if they're cute, if they're fun, it's, you're kind of nervous. Like what if they reject me? What if they yeah. don't say what I want to hear? So that's, that's my thing. Um, for me, rules, I don't, I don't really currently have any rules. I mean, it's just, I need to make sure that I'm clear and that's what it goes down. To. I need to be clear to that woman about where I'm at and where I want to go. I want to be are. married. So that those are those are my rules and, and my beliefs around sex right now are just like, yo, just be honest. Mm-hmm. Just be upfront. Just be honest. And I, I'm not a big fan of the hookup culture. Like I'm just not. Like sure, everybody wants to have sex and have fun, but I'm just thinking like there was there's 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 value. And I think we were talking about it earlier. There's just value there that we are slowly devaluing something that has so much value. Because you now you know what I'm saying? It's become so easily accessible so one of the things that i've been um really exploring is how social media plays into our uh, sex appetite you know like i recently got on a uh, dating app tinder and it's really not a i really i haven't connected with anyone yet it's been mainly like strictly physical and that's something that i'm kind of like i try to stay away from that a little bit because i don't want to be like superficial but at the same time it's like damn I'm actually becoming that guy where it's like, okay, you swipe left. If you don't like them, you swipe right. If you like them, but I don't really mm-hmm. know if this person, if I'm compatible with them. Right. So yep. I'm strictly looking at someone that I would have sex with because right. it's, it's physical. That's real. And it's crazy because That's real. I mean, sex is a, it's a primal instinct. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't think like we have, I don't even think when you are attracted to someone, the first like feeling that you have is lust. It's just like a primal, like, Instinct attraction, of attraction. Like, type of attraction yeah. or chemistry. There's I'm no ready. creative energy that goes into the way you feel when you're drawn to someone. So that's why I say like I really don't have any rules. And if you just kind of put yourself in a space where you can be around a woman or like a woman to be around a man and just without all the chatter going on and just see what happens. Not necessarily saying you'll have sex, but it'll kind of it'll be natural for you to gravitate towards that person. It'll kind of sure. be like you'll just rub up against them or bump up against them, the the look in the eyes will be there. But I think like with society constantly telling us like, oh, something has to mean something, we're always looking for meaning for just attraction. Like if you're feeling me and I'm feeling you, it's a natural thing for us to see like how far we can go. Yeah. And yeah. It's uh, a it's a dance a little bit. Cause it so really quickly there has to be some physical attraction to someone you're dating generally. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm not <laughs> saying is that it can't grow on you. It right. definitely oh, yeah. can grow oh, on yeah. you. Like sometimes you may like not notice someone mm-hmm. and then you get to know to, you know, you get to know them and then all of a sudden right. it's like, Oh, okay. I'm into this and I'm attracted to you. Sure. But I have never bounced back from like an absolutely not. Like if there's something that's <laughs> like, no, I've mm-hmm. never bounced. You know what I'm right. saying? Sure. So right. no, it shouldn't be wholly superficial, but there right. is 
you know, there is that physical oh, yeah. component where it's like you have, you know, I have yeah. to want to roll around with you a little I bit. I don't think you should feel totally bad about Tinder does condition you yeah. to be a little superficial. But I think we were talking to a girlfriend the other. She's like, I don't know. I don't really find him attractive, but I feel like he could be a nice guy. I was like, well, you're not attractive to him. Like, why, Girl, why play here? the game, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway. But it, there is a difference between, like, good looking and attraction. Like, well, at least I think, like, sometimes uh, it's weird because sometimes a woman might be good looking, but I'm not necessarily attracted to her. I don't know. Sex is crazy. But I do have <laughs> oh, man. a question for you, though. Yeah. Something I've been thinking about. Tell us. What is the one thing that you are always discussing with friends concerning sex? Like no matter what, it's always comes up. I can, I mean, I can dive in. It's always the weight. It's like, do you wait? Do you not wait? Because I have a really mixed group of friends. It's very Christian and it's very secular. Like, so it's, it's the people, and for real, the people who are not religious, they're like, dude, you should be having sex. And then I have the religious folks that are like, you better lock it down. And so, <laughs> for real. and so that conversation consistently yeah. comes up. Now, the one thing that they both agree on it, and the one thing they come that have it, that an alignment is make sure that it's with someone that you like, you, you want to have it with, right? Like, sure. especially your wife, like you want to make sure you want to have it with, you know what I'm saying? Like the Wait. woman you marry. I, do, I really hope so. No, 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 I I'm saying. I really hope so. Yeah, no, well, because some people, sometimes they, 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 we talked about box checkers. So if you check every other box, but except for the physical attraction, they start to feel like, and this happens to some people, where they find themselves wandering away from the person that they married and they no longer want to have sex with that person because other things are enticing them. True. So I'm just saying that's the one thing that comes up for me in conversations with my friends about sex is the wait. If you should wait or if you're not, if you're not religious, how long you should wait. But that's what keeps coming up is What's the, the wait. What's the fear about that? What's the fear of that you keep hearing? Like, why do people wait? Why are they escape? Why do they want to wait? Why are they afraid yeah. to wait? Like, what do you, what do you, he- when you hear that, like, what's happening? Well, I mean, I just, I just think because there's a narrative in the church, right? There's a narrative in church that says this is the process that it that, to get to marriage. Sure. These are the these. Are, this is the the six step program to get to marriage, right? You meet somebody mm-hmm. in the church, you, you date court. them, you court, you court, you don't, you don't do this, you don't do this before marriage. And then the, the night of your wedding, it's okay to do everything. But then even then, I feel I found that people who are in the church and wait, there's still a stigma past marriage of having sex. Like, mm-hmm. but is this sex too crazy? Yeah, is because this sex they've been locking hardcore? it down. Do you know what I'm locking saying? It down for so I'm long. just saying, like, that's the con- that's the conversations I <laughs> have with people. Me- hey, that's a heck of a transition to literally make from one day to the next. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it's, it's you think crazy. I have a wedding, and now all of a sudden I'm just. Because it's, not, it's not just the act; it's all the stuff that comes that comes with, with it. it. Yeah. Now, I've I've heard that there are some um, spiritual like or leaders and, and, and religious people that are having healthy conversations that say, "No, if you want to get wild with somebody, you might as well get wild with the person you got married to. What you holding back for?" And they'll say, "You know, there's a religious mindset that comes with it of you need to have." Linear sex and it needs to be very basic and you well, don't do I will this. Say this. On linear, do I will say this. I <laughs> I'm went just to keeping high one thousand. No, no, no. I went to high school with a friend of mine. Um, this was long time ago, but um, she was a virgin. He was not a virgin, but um, she saved herself for marriage, and she had one idea about what sex would be, and she was of the per, like of the idea. Okay, I waited. It's time for like all of these awesome things to happen with my husband. Right. He had kind of been wiling out. And sure. like brought it into, you know, like curtailed <laughs> a lot of stuff. It down. You know what I mean? When just he got with her. And right. so what happened was things that she thought were just going to be like foregone conclusions. Yeah. I.e. like oral sex. He was like, my wife doesn't give oral sex. I don't like he had a lot of ideas about what his wife mm-hmm. would do sexually wow. because she was pure. Wow. And he didn't want to. And he had like negative connotations. Sure. But, so the he was like, I don't guilt. do this with my wife and yeah, I don't do. But sure. they hadn't had that conversation. Right. And she was like, wait a second. Yeah. I waited Mm. For like all, I didn't. I waited for all I know. of it. You I still have to have those to get loose. You still you have to, to get loose. You still have. I saved have all this for you, buddy. What yeah. you doing? And, <laughs> all this. And I feel like that just goes back to the beginning about like the why we're doing it, like his why and what he felt. His relationship to sex was not necessarily a healthy one. It was one where it was like really restricted and there was probably like some shame and some guilt attached. But he had done all those things with a bunch of other girls. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's like, that's what I'm saying. So he had all the shame and guilt Uh attached to that because that's not the person that he was. Mm -hmm. And so therefore his wife shouldn't be like that. And then 
that's it gets tricky, but it all starts with just like asking yourself and figuring out who you are. Sure. It's hard. Like in the in the church, you're not allowed to have a sexual identity because no. that's sure. seen as like a perversion, and sure. you're. But you are born with one. But everyone yeah. has one, and, and everyone has one, and so you're like developing your mental, developing your spiritual, and you're putting like sex and in this box, and it's like shaking like, like crazy and about to blow up, and then it. It's like who and you are is scientific. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you can't just yeah, ignore you, that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And even the way it's like, it's so restricted for singles. Like you don't have sex. You don't. Right. And then all of a sudden you flip the switch and you do. But it's like, there's not a lot of, and not that the church can necessarily teach you this, but then when you get married, it's like, you're on your own. Sure. Figure it out. Sure. Even on the other side, it's like, no one's talking about maybe the awkwardness that comes. Yeah. Like there's this over romanticized idea that your wedding night is going to be this Bomb. right or we're just automatically going to be open and into, there's going to probably be awkward moments as you learn each other's there's going to be <laughs> okay. things that happen right these Listen. are not things that a lot of people are prepared for right, right? Yep. and so as you're fumbling your way through it um it can be it's like either you don't or you do but there's no real <laughs> nothing right. it's just like oh you got married have at it the marriage yeah. bed is undefiled okay well i've been not having not sex man, for man. this long. This yeah. man has never seen my body. I've never seen his. We're figuring some things out. That's interesting that you say that. And you too. I got the, the chemistry going tonight. But um, yeah, I feel like a lot of times I've, I have had uh, relationships with um, like women in church before. And I feel like it was always my were a little extreme. Like if we got to a point where we were talking about sex, that was like, oh, wow, we're really like doing something here. But <laughs> it was to the point where they felt convicted about kissing me mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, now I'm with the whole sex thing. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But this kissing, this is kind of like, it's, this is a little off. This is a little extreme because it's natural for me to have these feelings for you. And I'm not like persuading her to do something she doesn't want to do. Cause I'm exactly. like, yo, it's cool. Right. But I'm like, don't you think it's a little extreme that we're, you have what I need to produce life. Like right. this is natural right here. Like we're not doing anything that's, you know, that can't, produce something bigger so i think it's kind of weird that a lot of people who are telling us and teaching us these things are like going back with their bride and maid or girlfriend or whatever and you know doing whatever while we're just kind of like you just out here just gotta right. live with the bone right. you know what i mean like right. <laughs> my man and, 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 and they be like good and luck real man. quick i think to, 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 to kind of sew this thing up Anybody that is listening and, and decide to wait, don't feel uncomfortable that you decided to make that choice for yourself. We're just having a discussion about learning and not being afraid to learn and to not hold yourself back because of any ideas of this is too much or is that not enough or whatever the case may be. Be okay with having conversations with your partner. Tell them, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not comfortable with. I've never tried this before. How do you feel about this? Do you want this? Well, I think I might like that. Having those conversations is going to build a healthy sexual relationship and appetite for you and your partner one of the things that does boggle me is, is my mind is the fact that you're getting into a sexual relationship with someone right a man or a woman and you're having sex right so you're sure. already at that place where intimacy is being exchanged sure but there's no conversation or you don't feel comfortable talking with your partner Come about on. the sex you're having right mm -hmm. that right. boggles my mind like if it's open enough for us to be doing to do to be doing it right we should be able to talk to each other and not in a way that's like i'm accusing you of not being good or you're saying there's something <laughs> wrong with me but just like we should be able to have a very healthy dialogue sure. about what's happening in sure. our sex life if you're enjoying it things me we may want to try mm -hmm. i don't know and the yeah. fact that you don't feel comfortable enough to talk to your partner about it yeah that's always something that's confused me because every person i've been with i felt very comfortable yeah you know speak speaking with about what's happening with us mm -hmm. in this you know in this area just like we would talk about hey we're arguing or we're not connect sure. you know the same way we'd have that yeah, conversation sure. checking in there so what are the some of the things that kind of boggle your mind about sex um well kind of the, the piggyback on what you were saying um i think comfort is 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 really 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 big like one of the things that kind of confuses me is just how you can have like a lack in communication you know what I mean where it's like if you're being intimate with someone you should you should be able to do anything because mm -hmm. you have to be vulnerable mm -hmm. you know in that position and mm -hmm. uh and comfortable too because it's like it's a two-way street especially if you're like in it trying to 
um, you know, have something significant with that person. If you care about them and you want them to be happy, then you have to communicate. And it's so strange now because I don't think people really want to be weird. But I had a conversation with a few of my friends and we were talking about fetishes. Okay. And (laughs) it came up where uh, the female, it was a couple and the female was just like, ah, he's just into some you know, some weird stuff. And, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really, I don't feel comfortable doing the stuff that he, that he, you know, that he wants to do. And I'm sure. sitting up there thinking like, well, damn, I kind of got like the same fetish. So I wonder if like my friend, you know, thinks it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird too. But then on the other hand, the other lady, she was more like open, like, yeah, that's why we're always so, uh, you know, into each other and so happy all the time because we just have like, we're open. We're not afraid to communicate what we like to one another. So I think, um, yeah, that's one of the things is like, how can you be with someone and, you know, be like sexually involved with them and sure. you're just not 100% like vulnerable? Sure. Because when you are, it just makes things like, takes it to the moon all the way up. Agreed. Um, I mean, for me, one of the things that kind of get me about sex is, and this this is kind of because, you know, I have, a, I have a platform for men is, the men that have a machismo, very alpha male, chest poked out, peacock mentality that, and they think in the bedroom, I'm here to perform. This is the big show. This is WWE wrestling. And I'm going to put you oh. in every position you ain't never been in before. Oh. And I'm going to put it down. And you're going to have so many orgasms because of me. And it's all about him. That boggles my mind about sex because it's a shared experience. Uh-huh. I think Oh my God! Is that what sex stands for? Shared experience. I, I don't Today know. it is. Today it I is. Oh my God! <laughs> no real talk. Like as I as I thought about, it, I'm just like, <laughs> sex is a, sh- a shared experience. Sex. Sorry, go ahead. Very good. <laughs> we ain't got to put a P on it. Just I know, right? It, just give it an E. You did. That's what I do. But it just it it, it bothers me because I hear from certain women that are like, he's not listening to me in the bedroom or the the fake orgasm situation where it's like, I'm doing this just to appease his ego. And I'm like, if we remove, well, for one, you remove ego from your relationship. You definitely need to be removing it from the bedroom and be able to have a physical nonverbal conversation with somebody and be able to share with them. The, the and meet the needs that your body's asking for mm-hmm. so even if it's a light touch that night you ain't got to go in there grabbing and trying to slap and, and pull hair and she's like i don't that's not what my body's needing that's not what i'm needing right now to feel safe and secure with you and if there, the time comes where she's like listen i just need to feel a little primal i need to feel like my man's gonna take care of me i need you to pick me up throw me on the bed and let's get it popping be willing to listen to whatever that is before you enter the bedroom because i promise you through that experience, your body's naturally going to meet the needs. It's her body's going to speak to you, and you're just going to speak to her. It will be a conversation. It'll be clear communication between the two of you. But when you put your ego, I believe, when you put your ego in front of that, you're not allowing yourself to hear what she wants or what she needs, and you're not even giving your body what you need. You're giving it what you think it wants, what you think it needs, and therefore what everybody I think is telling you every and, and yeah. no one leaves yeah. fulfilled. I want to challenge me out there, like be aware of how you're showing up for your partner in the bedroom. And then if it's a representation of how you're showing up in the relationship itself, in the verbal communication, in the day to day, in the in and out. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm saying this is a practice that we as men need to start applying on a daily basis in every area of our relationship. I think what boggles my mind is that there is still and I do think it's Christianity mostly and religion mostly is that there's still this idea out there that men have greater sex drives than women do. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And I know there, there's a, like some overcompensation with other, with people in the, I guess you might call it the secular world. Like, sure. oh, women can be raunchy and women can tell <laughs> these jokes and women <laughs> want the D and just like, <laughs> it's it's right it's like we don't even you don't even have to go there you don't even have to go there it's Mm -hmm. just uh this really weird understanding like when i when i was reading books about having sex with your husband um they were always like they were always geared toward how to please him that's right and how to like 
make him feel good and make him feel wanted and make him feel respected in the bedroom and like and if he wants it you know you can go to the bathroom and freshen up to make yourself feel like you're ready and it's just like where are the books for women who love sex (laughs) right who enjoy having a good time in the bedroom Mm -hmm. like they just i don't somebody show me where they are because i don't know where they are as far as married women go because so they're not they're not in idea. the christian section in sure. Barnes and Nobles, <laughs> they're definitely not in the you. it's always about you know please your husband and do this so that he won't go astray and it's just it's just kind of ridiculous i don't understand that boggles my mind i think we've said it several times tonight it's just that the idea that um that men are the ones who want sex all the time sure. and women are just kind of like waiting around and to say no or yes hmm. to what you want waiting to slap your hand away which i think is kind of ridiculous it's, it boggles my mind that's a good book topic by the way what i think oh. we should write that i think i might i think i might i think i might well we gotta wrap this up so um let's talk about one last thing before we go one thing we may have already said it but one thing that we wish people knew about sex um that they don't know right now or is not really not that they don't know exactly, but that they just don't talk about enough. I, I would make mine short and sweet, which is pretty much a summation of everything I've said. It's just taking the time to know yourself and acknowledging that your sexuality is a part of you, just like every you know, there are different parts of your, you know, person. Your sexuality is one of them. And take the time to really think about what you think about sex. Mm-hmm. Take take the time to go a little deeper other than just modifying your behavior based on whatever whatever rules whatever things whatever really take the time to to have a healthy relationship with yourself and your body and think about what you think about sex mm. that that would be what i have to say cool um i would say uh know yourself um know your partner don't be afraid to communicate like what it is that you like and find out what it is that that person likes i like that I want people to know how awesome it is to laugh during sex. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sure. <laughs> it really does not. Sure. You can kick somebody in the face and still laugh about it. It is like it's it, it's a, it's a pleasurable moment. I wish people talked more about the clumsiness that happens. The awkwardness that it's, can happen. It, yes, can be very awkward. And not be and, and be okay with it. It's just what happens. Um Mommy, just be present. Just be present. Don't don't be thinking about emails. Don't be thinking about tomorrow. Don't be thinking about, am I doing it right? Don't be thinking. Just be present in that moment. The foot rubs are important. Like, take the time to make <laughs> sure she, rubs. I'm serious. Like, make mm-hmm. sure that she feels, like, cared for and appreciated and, and like, whatever her, because her body needs something from you. And I, so I, I would challenge the men to just be present in those moments and listen and don't always be worried about like me, 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 me. Like, I got to get this. I got to get this. I got to get this. But like, stop, pause, slow down and be present in those moments because she'll feel you there. And when she feels you're there, I think that creates a security in the relationship and she feels valued and she feels validated. So just be present with her. So You're such a romantic. I love it. <laughs> them foot rubs. They on point that though. No foot rubs. We could be watching Martin, but that foot's getting rubbed. Yeah, that foot. I like feet too. I didn't. I didn't say. Oh, that. was that the awkward fetish? Like oh, was that, that the awkward fetish? <laughs> he came out. I, I didn't blame boomerang like for that. I blame boomerang. Yo, yeah. oh I blame goodness. boomerang. See, you're for not. The feet it's not thing. even a natural fetish. That, actually, that's the number. That's the most common fetish amongst men. Do you know how many uh, men foot fetish are big on like, like. Her feet need to be pretty. I don't know what that is, but I the only I thing I can I will, think is I was just saying your feet hurt and to get rubbed. I didn't sound like I would. <laughs> y'all talking about? I, I like, yeah, I, like I really. I, I was about to get into it, but yeah, I really like feet. I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. My man, ladies, just so you know, Mark is a feet man. Yep. Boomerang. <laughs> Boomerang. DMS some good shots at your feet. Y'all. No hammer time, as Marcus Graham says. Hi guys, this is our favorite part of the show. We may have said that several times already. <laughs> it's time for recent revelation. Danny forgot her part, y'all. <laughs> what have I been thinking about? Mm. 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 Vegan cookies. 
Vegan cookies. Portions for food. What? No. No. Perception. Ooh. We're thinking a lot about perception. Need some cinematic music right now. Jared, insert cinematic music. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I used to hate those comments or the belief that, you know, you have to fake it till you make it and like perception is reality. I just hate things that are like simplified and boiled down until they mean nothing. Mm. In other words, a cliche, but they are cliches for a reason. And I've just been thinking a lot about what perception I give off and how people perceive me, not in a way that's sort of hindering. In my case, it's actually a positive thing, Uh, not coming and, to recognize that I have a certain persona that I give off um, that is actually better than what I assume that I give off. So now I'm thinking about how to control that perception more and how to like how I contribute to it, what I'm doing, you know, how I act, how I assert myself in leadership or in just relationship. but I've just been thinking a lot about people's perception of me and then how I perceive others and is that real or not. Mm. I just think too much. That's dope. It's fine. Yeah. Um, My recent revelation. Mine would uh, have to be execution. Um, I've just been finding like the more you just take action and you don't just have like a notebook sitting on your coffee table or in your dresser of just idea after idea after idea I mean I've always been somebody that that like would just do I just do but I've, I'm starting to fine tune that craft of because it's a craft to execute and I think it's it's almost like um, think about sprinting I don't know if you run track but your first couple of steps are what matter it's not about getting out the blocks. yeah it's about getting out the blocks yep. and I think some people don't even know how to get out the blocks they're still sitting there in their stance ready to go waiting for the gun to pop. And I'm like, the gun's been popped. You pop the gun and you run, right? It's all at your pace. So I think just taking that first step out the gate and, and going is what matters. So anybody that's that's listening and you have a book of ideas or you have an idea, there's so many resources now with the internet for you to find out ways how other people started and you can either follow that person's blueprint or formulate your own from that. But as long as you start, I think that's what matters. But it's the lack of starting that leaves so many ideas mm-hmm. being True. they're being buried with that person. Yep. So True. that that's mine. <clears throat> I would say um, mine is um, identity, mm. and uh, you know, just uh, I've I've recently just had this kind of crazy uh, like thought. Like it's I think it's been over a, about 108 billion people to ever walk the face of the earth and none of them have the same fingerprint and uh you know it's for a reason so sometimes i have to remind myself that as much as um as many things as you can have in common with people sure. sometimes it's it's still like your path to take it's still your your walk to make yeah um and just to be encouraged knowing that like you were created by god for a specific purpose that's tailored specifically to you and it's only your identity that can unlock it. Just like when you go in the, the C, see the CIA movies and they yeah. look into the thing with the eyes or put the fingerprint on, it can only be accessed by you. Um, assessed by you. Did I say that word right? Assessed? Yeah. Assessed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so identity. Just know yourself. It's really important. You're unique. You're smart. You're brilliant. Um, you have a lot of greatness within you. Um, so, you know, use that to, to know that you can get out the blocks. Absolutely. And, and get running. Yeah. You got it. I think mine is is um, I know this to be true because I have a pretty diverse group of friends, but really the beauty in allowing people to challenge you and mm. letting people be in your life who don't hold the same beliefs, the same ideas, mm. the same political views, religions, you know what I mean? Just really there is strength and diversity. I had someone... I was in a situation where someone believed something very different than I believe. And we were having this conversation and rather than it being a rub, it ended up really being this like beautiful opportunity to see something from someone else's perspective and to kind of grow a little bit. And so Mm -hmm. just embracing 
and letting it be okay because we both walked away still believing what we believed right but just letting it be okay Mm -hmm. um to have a conversation and and be different than someone and say you know what that's okay we talked about i still believe what i but thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. there's strength in that and there's growth in that so just i don't want to have people who just think and talk and believe the same way i do because then it gets a little I don't know. I think yeah, you can get so. stagnant without yeah. realizing yeah. it. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, getting out of that box helps you, helps you stretch. That's so, so real. All yeah. right, guys, we're all done. That was sex. Thanks, guys. That so wasn't sex, but that, oh, well, <laughs> not that was. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're all done. Thanks for joining us, Mark. It's great to have you. Oh, Thanks man. for having you me back, it. y'all. It so was good. so fun. Thanks for coming. Brandon. Grow. Yes. Our, our temporary co-host. Come on now. Thank you for yeah. doing wine and whiskey with us. Whiskey yeah. and wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, why don't you tell us what you're working on now? Oh, yeah. So uh, right now, um, I think the last time we talked, uh, I was working on getting a platform built. Uh, it's called Max Digital. And what it is, is uh, it's up now. I launched it in January this year. Congrats. And it is, Congrats. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yay. Uh, so what it is, it's a new media platform, and what I'm doing is I'm taking um, original web series um, and concepts, and, you know, because the web is kind of like an evolving industry, um, everybody's just kind of like the gold rush of entertainment, and what I'm doing with the platform is I'm taking unique ideas, and um, it'll live on the platform, and then I'm trying to build relationships with uh, more traditional, uh, you know, media entities like, um, you know, the bigger places, HBO, HBO. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is get them to buy the IP, the idea, take it, and develop it into more traditional media formats like film and TV. Awesome. But we'll still be building the... Um, the audience around the like the web content sure. on the show. So it's like, sure. if y'all don't want it, we gonna keep it here. Yeah. You know, make do it and out. That's cool. So yeah. So he's not just an expert on sex, guys. Oh, come awesome. on. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. I wish. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's more than that with him. It's more, it's more than, it's than, more than, than sex with him. Sex is entertainment. <laughs> well, that's bad. That's it's an idea. So. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, sex is. Um, oh, speaking of that. Um, well, it's not out yet, but I do have a. Uh, I'm gonna have to consult with my man right here. Come on, boss. Um, I have a. Uh, it's a a men's like lifestyle type of. Uh, I guess you can say company that I'm trying to build. It's called Cubology 101. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based on a character named Mars Cuban who kind of will represent the voice of men. That's why his name is Mars because they say Mars is men Venus are from Mars. Mars. Yeah. Oh, from Venus. got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much what it is is it focuses on nice guys who kind of struggle, you know, to get ahead in the world and dating and other stuff. And the four main principles is uh, love, leadership, health, and wealth. Come on, So now. we're going to try to, you know, build up some strong men so we can kill this epidemic of single women. Come on. I, stand, I stand for the nice guy. Booyah. I really do. You and me both, my friend. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. You and me both. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Jared. Thank You're the you, best. Jared. Jared is awesome. Our y'all. co-producer engineer. Yeah. He makes the magic happen. And thank you, Mama. Yep. Our mamas. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. <laughs> love you, Mama. All right, listeners. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us. Follow us. On Instagram at DD Spin the Bottle. You can hit us on Facebook or you can send us an email at DD Spin the Bottle at gmail.com. Bye. Johnson's out. Have a good one, y'all. Do the countdown. Come on, Jay. Get to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm excited. Oh, I'm God. excited for him He's now. I love him so much. All right, he never does one. Why do we always forget? We always forget he never does one. Okay.